Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. Best day ever. We are coaches, trainers, retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, but didn't start our careers doing this. Jason worked in public accounting, and I worked in corporate retail until starting our dream business in which we help people from all different industries pursue their best day ever every single day. The goal of this podcast is to interview both each other and other professionals making an impact on the world on how wellness is the fuel to do whatever it is in life you want to do better. This podcast is about teaching people to actively pursue their purpose and how to use self-care to do it. We're here to show you how the best day of our mindset is available to anyone at any time, no matter your circumstance. It's your choice and we're here to encourage you. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and even YouTube. You can also listen to our podcast on www.livebetterco.org. Have the best day ever. Yo fam, Jason and Brett here, Live Better Podcast. Today, it is just us on the cast and we are hype. We are checking in. Um, amidst the quarantine, amidst the the uh, the craziness that has ensued, and Jason and I want to just talk today about um, how we're staying on and how we are pivoting things we're working on. I think a lot of people during this time, a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, as well as a lot of people that are working um, for somebody else or a business, have had to switch things up. I mean, we all have. We've had things like working from home dealing with that. We've had things like not being able to go meet with people in person that we're used to, uh, events being canceled. Jason and I are going to speak a little bit about the the um, the burden of having our retreat canceled and what, what we've done to switch things around. And then we have a lot of things where we can be giving back and doing, doing things to promote optimism during this time. So we wanted to check in with you guys and really just talk about our mindset during all of this, um, how we've put that into action and how we've used this time for clarity, but also really just dive into how we're feeling. So, Jay, uh, it's unfortunate that we're not recording this in the office, but it's something that we can't wait to get back to do. So, how you living? What's good? And uh, let's let's chat about where we're at. Yeah, I think this is timely, and um, it's a it's a good thing to speak on because I, I think a lot of people are just scared right now. And a lot of people want reassurances that other people are doing well, adapting, and they want to hear how other people are doing it. I think one of our biggest strong suits it always has been, and I think always will be, will be our ability to adapt and the speed at which we do so, which we can go into, I think is a combination of things. You know, I going into quarantine, when bad things happen, I always just look at them like challenges. Every time I've gotten an injury, every time something bad's happened, uh, I, I look at it like an immediate challenge and like it's a game to beat. I think the only challenges in my life I really just don't like playing the game of is any type of like interpersonal conflict, which we talked about with Tiffany, uh, ironically. But the the challenge of getting through this as a business involves a level of care. It involves a level of speed. And it involves a heavy dose of optimism. So personally, I didn't feel all that affected by it at the beginning. 
Um, it was kind of like new and novel and fun to be home and working out in my office and recording stuff and moving furniture around and like, you know, doing all the dumb novel shit that you do at the beginning. And then like a month into it, it, then it starts to like, just like the novelty of travel wears off, you know, some of those same things become burdens and sharing the space with someone else. Um, and normally we're not around each other all day and there's definitely nothing wrong with that. We've had you know, a, a really great time getting to spend more time with each other, um, my wife, but it is, you, you, you lose like sort of like your sense of boundaries. And that is really difficult. I think for people as those boundaries close in, we've done a really good job at communicating and kind of like being able to separate from each other, each other and come back. I've been really good about separating work from time I spend on recreation and my own health. And that got difficult like a month in. And then I threw myself like a week long pity party and then snapped out of it and kept going. I think as a business, we just said, okay, the world is virtual. What can we do? And you mentioned it being unfortunate that we're not recording this in the office. It's super unfortunate that we didn't get our first of two surf trips for 2020. Um, and retreats run down in El Salvador. And that really sucked. And when the date that I was supposed to go to Kenya passed, that really sucked. And as hopeful and optimistic and positive as we are almost all the time, those missing those dates kind of like stung a little bit. And I think we have done a really good job of finding other ways around that. You know, we've done a lot of different corporate classes and we've hosted now two virtual retreats. I think all in all, it's been a pretty cool experience to see us do impactful things. And I think that we've been able to do well during this because we had our finances in order, because we didn't have any overhead. So that's another unique challenge for gyms and businesses Um, but we also just sort of like attacked the things that we knew we could control. And I think we've done a good job of that. So, you know, all in all, I feel like I'm doing pretty well, myself, a current a minus. Um, and then for our business, I think we've been doing a, a really great job at just like dialing in on our mindset course on getting organized and reaching out to people and like making a, a really, really good impact. I think that's what people are going to remember coming out. How you feeling? Yeah, I second a lot of, of those things. And um, I won't go over everything you said. I think a couple of the things that really, really have um, stuck out to me is is the preparation and the things leading up to this. Okay, so we didn't know this was going to happen. And you never know when, when certain things are going to happen. Okay, you know when your race is, but you don't know when you might have to run from something random or you have to use your strength for something that you weren't expecting. And I think that one thing that you mentioned was the ability to pivot and do things has, has been a big part of our business up until now. And I think that Two things from that. I think it's been, you, you said this too, you're like, it's been kind of like a strength and a weakness. And I think our strength from that 
was really helpful for this time. And, you know, we have a lean team. We have, you know, one employee in Chicago and pretty much Jason and I, and then other people that help us with, with other projects like Ryland for our retreat. So we're not moving 200 people into different offices and, you know, dealing with all of that. You know, we have an office space and, you know, we have an employee. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot that comes with that. But I think that since we've been able to do multiple projects and we've set our business up over the last five years to, you know, leap from project to project and do all these different awesome things, we, we've kind of trained for, for things like this. And the other side of that too, is that because the mindset of live better is based on optimism, that when things in the past haven't worked from an outsider's perspective, like our protein bar that we started this business off of and other things like that. We've never gotten down about that before. We've always just said, let's move on to the next opportunity. And I think that that's helped us a lot in this because we were like, okay, retreat got canceled. You know, we're pissed that we're not down there surfing. We're not down there impacting 20 to 30 people and, and, you know, doing our thing. That's like our thing. Um, but we said, okay, let's move it and let's do a virtual one. We did one virtual one, then like, let's do it again. And then we did a second virtual one and 300 people sign up for it. And so I think that pivoting has been awesome. And the other side of that is that I think we've pivoted a lot because we haven't necessarily been completely ready as a business. And I think as a business owner, and if you are a business owner listening to this, there is nothing wrong. There's actually a lot right with taking a a lot of time to decide where you want to go all in at. And I think that a lot of people decide too early. And I was just coaching a a client on this a few days ago, talking about transitioning her career. And I was like, well, you have to find the sweet spot between what you idealize your life to be and where it is right now. Because if you go all the way to one end, and Jason and I talk to this a lot about with trainers that are starting out, it, it turns into a job really quick. And so what Jason and I have done over the last five years is really just start to develop what we want Live Better to stand for by trying a lot of different things. And I think now that we've had that kind of backstory, and now during this time, a lot of those other things were shut off. Yoga events we throw on the rooftops, um, our retreat, um, other things that we do in person, corporate events, um, training all, all our clients all day, working in group fitness. We've had a lot of time, and I know personally, I've had a lot of time, and I've hit a lot of really cool clarity points in my own head. Being like, This is the voice I want to have. These are the things that I want to do. And I think the mindset course that we're developing right now, we've put in so much time before this quarantine, but especially now during this, to really dial it in that this is going to be a, you know, this is going to be a really good thing for us to have this time. And so I think what what I get out of that is the fact that you have to be able to pivot. And I think, you know, I, I always, I've been talking about examples like this, like imagine you owned a taxi company 30 years ago, you would think you were sitting pretty. And then Uber comes around. It's like, hey, bro, no, this isn't cool anymore. Think about if you ho- owned a horse and carriage business and then Ford Motors comes around and you're like, nah. So this just happened. But instead of it happening over a progression of maybe 5, 10, 15 years, it happened overnight. So being able to be versatile, I think, is important. And I think just understanding, you know, looking at where things are trending is really important. And I think regardless of that, and this is why I think coming to clarity on this mindset protocol and program and the pillars that we've developed is that this is the foundation for anything. The things that we talk about 
the mindset, the coaching that we do. This is step one for if you're going to start a business, if you want to get in shape, if you want to run a marathon, if you want to become the president of the United States, if you want to become a father or a mother, you need a strong will. You need a strong mindset. You need to understand these things to be the best at that. And so it's really fun to have that kind of be our thing. And so I think, you know, as I, you know, develop and talk about this and and just spend some time and reflection and meditation and really just start to dial it in, it's like, this was a thing that for us and for me personally has brought a lot of clarity. And on the other side of that too, though, I understand that it's been hard. And that's why Jason and I, a couple of weeks ago, went out to Chicago public schools and donated a bunch of yoga mats that our retreats raise money for because, you know, we see both sides of this and the entire purpose of our business is to make people healthier so they can give back more to others. And I think that when when we see that and when we do that, and Jason and I were, were having a chat about this being like, you know, when you're in those areas and you see people in need and you're helping, one, you feel really good about what you're doing, but it's also just a real thing. And to have those feelings and understanding that well, you know, I'm not worried about food. I'm not worried about shelter. And those are things that I've worked for, but also were given to me by the, you know, the fact that I was born into what I was born into. And so to see that has been, you know, it was really impactful for me to go on that little trip and do that because I think the more that we can focus on that and the more that we can help, the more people will understand that they have control of of their fate and i think once you really understand you have control of your fate and we talk about this a lot in our identity phase is that's when you really can start to push the gas pedal down and and start to really make moves yeah i agree that the um i mean the the identity piece i think is is really an interesting place to take this too because the the challenge of this quarantine is, is that it really amplifies what, where the direction you were kind of already headed um, in terms of your mindset itself and what stage that was in. Because the, where, when we start to talk about identity, it's really like kind of what makes up um, where you've been, where you are now and where you want to go, where you are now might be different from where you thought you were and where you want to go from here might be drastically different. Uh, it might not be possible. It, it might be more possible than it was before, right? Everyone's kind of in a different phase, but I think if you were already a fearful person, it has exacerbated that really to, to a, do a very high level. And if you were a super resilient person already, you kind of just look at it as like, all right, it's just another, speed bump. I'm going to find a way around it. And while it is scary for everyone and right, we all come from different places. This is affecting some people a lot harder than others. I think one big area, which everybody should be more focused on is how can I use my current standing to help somebody else in worse shape? And that should give everyone a little bit of motivation and direction on what we should be focused on. So if people are finding themselves out of work and trying to do good and trying to improve themselves, trying to get back on track, but they 
maybe can't do something in terms of what they would normally do for money because it's just not possible right now. What other good can you refocus on? What good can you adapt to helping with to provide yourself some sense of continuing continuing growth? And coming out of this, you know, those people that you help are certainly going to remember. I think it's going to be a great individual and personal reminder for the things that we decide to place our focus on, what we want to learn about, who we want to talk to. Um, everyone's accessible digitally right now. So reach out and ask. And it's the people who chose not to sit still and whine and complain um, that are going to come out of this stronger. And, you know, if you've fallen on really hard times, Sometimes I, I know it, it is difficult to get ourselves moving and you need to actively choose to surround yourself with somebody who's going to, you know, pull your head above water and, and drag you out and, and help you because there are people who are in good positions looking to do good things and help others from their standing position. And that is really important to think about if you're in a position where you've been doing well, you've adapted well. What are you doing to help people who maybe don't have the same type of mindset as you? What are you doing to help the, the people that don't have the same access to resources that you do? And to make sure that as we move forward, we come out of this as people and as businesses in a, a, a real mindset of empathy and of service. Because it's going to be easy to point the finger and blame it's going to be easy to say, well, I'm going to get mine, and it's going to be at the expense of you. It's going to be easy for people to be really competitive and kind of forget that we are all in this together and people are affected by it in different ways and that your actions affect a, a downstream course of events. And I think that's been a, a nice point of reflection for me is just to say, what consequences do your actions have? And not always bad consequences. Like, what are the good consequences of your actions? Who can you help? And, and what impact are you making? And if, you know, if it all ended tomorrow and somebody was having a discussion about you, what would they be saying? And that drives me almost every day. It's like if, I, if the conversation about me, and that includes the conversation I'm having with myself, or maybe like, you know, my last kind of self-review I, I would give. It's like, how do I measure the, the most recent thing I've done? How do I measure where I want to go? And how do those things match up in building, as you suggested, the life that you want? And if those things are not in alignment, then you need to reach out to people to help. And I think there's a lot of motivation going around right now to do so. Uh, I think there's never been more opportunity for social support and for people who have been in a good position, who are in a good position to help you get there too. Um, you know, these rough situations have a unique ability to bring us together faster than if, you know, it all seems like roses on the outside during whatever normal times means. Um, I think it's, it's brought to life a lot of issues starting at the individual level and you expound that out over 
a, a very wide social level. And I think we're finding, you know, what's, what's happening with our personalities, what's happening with our businesses. Those are extensions of what we had been doing. And all of a sudden we're caught looking in the mirror. It's like, the question is, do you like what you're looking at? I think when I, when I hear everything you were saying, I think, (laughs) I think back to, um, when I was working in corporate and I, you'd have a review and you know, the real review is like the yearly review. When you're thinking about getting a promotion, you start writing down all the things you did, all the things you can improve on. You go into those meetings and it's, it's honestly like, it's crazy. And, and I know I'm not, spe- I'm not the only one that this happened to or happened, you know, happens with now is that you, it's really only the, the only one time of the year when I was working that I would really think about everything I was doing. And I would put in this all on, you know, whatever format it was and how you were going to sh- share it with your leadership and how they were going to share it back to you. And I'm thinking like, I look at this now and I'm like, this is exactly what that is. This is that self-review. And you now get a chance to review a lot of things, not just like your core competencies and, you know, your financial markers and all of that, but like take a step to do that right now. And like Jason mentioned, like if you were to go into a self-review after this, and I'm not even talking about what did you only do during this time, but what were you, what were you doing before that? Like maybe when this ends, think about your 2020 review. And since you know, since starting Live Better and for the last few years doing a bunch of goal setting, I've been able to do more self-review on that. And I think it's just a really good time to do that. And I think that we get an opportunity to see what motivates us, what fuels us, and where our strengths lie. And one thing that I think, which is which is really something I think that's special, is just an understanding from a human perspective is how much I personally love social interaction. And when I mean social interaction, I actually mean really good conversation. It's one of my favorite things. And it's probably, if I'm taking this self-review right now, I've always known I've loved it, but I think it's also a thing that I could be, I could be more present at. And so Jason, you mentioned that you were doing a good job, uh, treading the line or or creating the line between work and non-work. And I would say that's actually been my worst thing that I've happened during this time. Um, I normally am pretty good at shutting it off at night because it's like this completion for me. Like I get home and I'm like, good, I'm done. That's been the hardest thing for me because I'm not like arriving back home. And Jason and I have had this conversation privately about how one of the tough things now is the delineation of space. So right now, um, I'm out in the suburbs of Chicago, my wife's family's house, and I kind of have the basement as my little area. And I got a kettlebell right there, a workout band right there. I mean, it's organized down here, a yoga mat, a stand for when I'm filming videos and the laptop, but it's all in one room. And so I've noticed that when I'm working out, I'm definitely you know doing one or two other things during the workout. And when the, you know, the day ends, I I flip my phone open and and then get on Instagram. So what I've noticed is I was probably doing that before. And even though I was doing a good job of it, it's something I can do better because this scenario accentuates what you were doing before. So for my self-review on the things that I can improve on, 
that's going to be one of my big things. I'm going to say, okay, I noticed a lot. And again, the only way you notice this is through self-review. It's through things like mindfulness and meditation. You won't notice this stuff unless you actually take time away from the doing aspect of things and review. And so for me, that's been a big thing. It's like, I'm going to be better at that. And I'm working on that now. And I've come to that realization in the last few weeks. And I think actually when, you know, Jason and I a couple couple days ago went out and played golf right when they let the courses open. And it was funny because there was a, a twosome in front of us and a single guy behind us. And you could just tell that they wanted to talk. They wanted to chat. And the single guy behind us hit a ball that came nowhere close to Jason and I. And he like drove his cart up behind us. He was like, hey, I want to make sure you guys are the ball didn't come close to you. And I was like, dude, I don't even know that that was close. And the the twosome in front of us was like wanted to just chat in between holes and things like that. And I I just came to the realization that like the social interaction is it's just such a powerful thing as humans. And I think that everyone took it takes it for granted. And now that you can't go see, you know, your 12 best friends or your trip to your lake house got canceled or your, you know, like my family trip to Italy got canceled or retreat got canceled. I am going to go so hard at being present once this is over. Um, and now, like starting now, because I realized that that's something that when I'm when I am present, I am so in it. And when I start to let little things trickle in, the phone open, um, I'm not. And so things that I've done to work on that already is that when I go to the dinner table, the phone is in another room. It's just, it sounds so simple, but for me, it's massive. And for some people that are parents, it's like, hey, when when the work day's over, maybe just leave your laptop at work and then just come home and live your life. Um, and so I think those are things that I'm trying to work on and taking this time to to really self-review those things. And when I'm working, I'm super present on the one thing I'm working on. And the more I do that, the more clarity comes up, the more focused I get, the more dialed in Jason and I get on the roles and responsibilities that we have building out our mindset course, because we definitely have different strengths. And it's been awesome because the separation for us has been like, hey, Jay, do what you're good at. All right, Brett, do what you're good at. And we've just, things have like, it's still working. Things are still moving. And so I think for me, it's just, you know, this self-review time has been, has been really important and something that I needed and I'm blessed to, to have come to the conclusions that I have. And now I've got a, you know, a pretty sturdy action plan coming out of this. The, when you, you, you know, you mentioned the, the blurring of boundary lines, that's what I, I feel like most people are having the biggest issue with. And they don't, they don't, you don't even know that it happens. The same thing happened to me. I mean, I had, I brought kettlebells into my office and the first, I don't know, two weeks of quarantine, I was like super pumped to work out in here. It was like new and novel and fun. And then like that novelty wore off and then I started running a bunch. Um, and then finally got access back to like a private gym and then like that was novel and fun. And now I'm like, want to train for something else. It's like, you know, our, our brains crave novelty and they crave newness. And the problem with being locked in your house all day is that you don't get as much of that as you normally do. And you mentioned the, when we were golfing, the, the social time I think is just people are starving 
for social interaction. And the, the, you know, the advice, a lot of the work we've been doing has been facilitating that social interaction in a healthy way. And that's what we were good at before. So why not do more of the same now instead of, you know, whining that we had an El Salvador retreat canceled, which did suck. Um, and we did whine, but not for too long. We just hosted the retreat virtually and we fostered so much amazing connection from that. And I think that doing that and doing it in an authentic way that we were good at is going to pay dividends over the long term. So the last piece of advice I want to impart and the, the last reflection that's come up for me that was great is do what you're good at. Just find a way to adapt it to the current situation. And if you are finding yourself, you know, half back at work, fully back at work, whatever the situation might be, how can you still continue to amplify those strengths? Our strength is bringing people together in a community to learn about how they can take their life into their own hands. And all we're doing is setting the conditions, setting up the ability for people to connect. It's not through a regular hug this time. It's through virtual connection. It's through messaging. It's through joining workouts together. Maintaining that community for us put us in a strengthened position. And pivoting our business to still be helpful, to still do all those things that we love doing. We're just doing them in a different way. And there was never a hesitation. You just do it. And I think that's what some people are getting scared to. They're rushing to the wrong things and they're not being patient and spending enough time on the right things. If you've never touched a kettlebell in your whole life, don't put out kettlebell workouts. If you have never done XYZ and you don't have any experience doing that and it's not going to be immediately helpful to you or be in service of other people just because you feel like you should be doing it, then don't do it. And I think that was a a really nice check-in for us where we were like, this is what we're good at. This is what I'm good at. This is what you are good at. And how can we put all of that together to do something that we're great at? And that I think has been really telling for me that it's not a rush to just put something out there that you want to continuously work on things that are going to provide like real impact that have a lasting impact. It's not a rush to be first. It should be a process to be right. And it is not necessarily that you'll get it right on the first try, but that's what your that's where your aim should be. And I think that's been something that's been really big for me, whether I'm thinking about self-reviewing how I've handled my health, how I've handled my mental health, how I've handled work and business and play and relationships, all those things. Uh, I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it is important to reflect back on those things and say, did I rush to do just something or am I working on the process to do things the right way? I think process is, is massive and, you know, we'll be, we'll be the first to talk about that, you know, what we're doing right now, building where we're going and just be open with everybody that's listening that we're in the process. And whenever Jason and I coach people, we never say this is an absolute 
because everybody is different. And one thing that I'll end with that Jason mentioned is the empathetic uh, way in which communication thrives. And I think that everybody goes through different things. Everybody reacts to things differently. And Jason and I always say when we meet somebody that we meet them where they're at, whether we're talking their nutrition, whether we're talking their ability to run um, or where they're at on their mindset journey or their career. We meet you where you're at. We don't meet you where, where you might think you are or where you were. It's right where you are. And then we move from there. And as long as we can trend in the right direction, you make a massive impact over time. And the process looks like a bunch of up and down arrows. And I always go back to the stock market example of you know, you look at the stock market over the last hundred years, and if you were to just draw, you know, a straight line from where it was to where it is now, it would look like, oh, this is a nice little seven and a half percent gain every year. But if you dive into some specifics during that time, you got massive upswings and massive downswings. But the process of the faith, which is literally the stock market, is just faith that things are going to continue to grow, which is what you should have in yourself. You understand when you're at a high and you also understand when you're at a low and you understand that as long as the trend line is going up at a pace in which you are, you're putting in the work, then it doesn't matter if we're in a pandemic or if you tore your hamstring or broke your collarbone or you're buying a condo or whatever, you just know that you're, you're making steps in the right direction. And so I think as we start to progress through the situation we're right now and where we're taking live better. We want to be open with you guys about what we're doing, where we're going, um, how you can help us, how we can help you. Um, if anybody ever wants to reach out and chat or schedule time with Jason and I, that's totally an option. Um, we're, we're doing a bunch of really awesome coaching right now, as well as developing uh, the mindset course that's going to be coming out in August. So we want to just say thanks for everybody for listening. And we know that this time is impacting everybody differently um, if you have an opportunity and you are in the Chicago land area um, for our yoga mats, we're, we're going to start partnering with a bunch of different places to get those mats out to kids. So please let us know if, if there's anything we can do on that front. And we just want to say thanks for, for listening, spending some time with us. And as always, we wish everybody the best day ever.